Welcome to Pioneering Fearless Warriors Network. I've changed the name to reflect where God is taking me, and that and that is to uplift, encourage, and minister to the whole body of Christ, not just part. I pray you enjoy this encouraging time in the Lord as I bring the word and bring truth to you and encourage you and pray for you. With much love in Christ, your friend, Suzanne. Thank you again for tuning in. Good morning or afternoon now. This is Suzanne. I'm here for your Sunday service. And today we're going to talk about friends. I was reading in the book of Job for an assignment and saw a description of Job's friends. So I welcome you today, Sunday, February 4th. Thank you for joining. I pray that your day is going well, that your day will continue to go well in Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for this day, for all that you've done, all that you will do. Thank you for your word, your word that is truth. It penetrates our heart and gets into our spirit so that we might walk with you closer so that we stand strong on your word. Thank you, Father, that you love us so much, that you give us directions, that you give us guidance through your word. We thank you, Father, that you guide us into the paths of righteousness. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that gives us wisdom and understanding as we read. We thank you for your son who died on the cross that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Father, I pray that you guide me as I walk through this study on friends. That we can see who is a friend. And who's with us always. In your precious and holy name we pray. Amen. So like I said, I, something had impacted me while I was reading the book of Job. And <clears throat> during an assignment this week. And it just, you know, I've always heard about Job um, from the pulpit when I was younger in the Lord and they always commented about how Job's friends had turned on him but they didn't ever talk about at the beginning when Job was having you know issues so let let me read that to you now we're in Job chapter 2 and I'm going to read verse 11 Um, through 13 <clears throat> and it says now when Job's three friends Eli 
Eliphaz, the Temanite, Bildad, the Shuhite, and Zophar, the name Namathite, Namathite, <clears throat> heard about all this adversity that had happened to him. Each of them came from his home. They met together to go and sympathize with him and comfort him. And when they looked from a distance, they could barely recognize him. They wept aloud, and each man tore his robe and threw dust into the air and on his head. Then they sat on the ground with him seven days and nights. But no one spoke a word to him, because they saw that his suffering was very intense. This really impacted me in the sense that, you know, we're told to be there for each other as brothers and sisters in the Lord. That when someone is crying, we weep with them, or someone is laughing, we laugh with them. This right here is the epitome of what friends will do for you. And if you noticed, Job's three friends, Eliphaz, was a Temanite, which I understand when they say this, Bildad, the Shuhite, and Zophar, the Namathite, they are from different towns. So his friends, you know, are walking because they'd heard of the devastation of Job and they wanted to go and be with him. So they left their families. And they, and if they had jobs, they left their jobs and were gone for at least seven days and seven nights to go and comfort their friend and be with him. Not a word was said. Sometimes when a person goes through something, they don't need someone there to fix them or to um, give them advice. All they need is someone there to sit with them. And clearly Job was grieving when we think of grief it's hard to everybody grieves differently and it's there's not a one size fits all solution to help somebody through grief you just have to allow them to process it and work through it and sometimes just being there for them. No, and it helps the person to know they're not alone um, in this world. So that just really impacted me about his friends who did that for him. I have two very good friends who have done that for me where they've just been there. And they don't have to say anything. And 
I just appreciate, you know, having friends who know, who walk with the Lord and who know how to be a friend. So what is a friend? We all have friends and even some we call best friends. But a friend is a person who you know and with whom you have a bond of mutual affection. There's that word mutual that means that you're <clears throat> you see eye to eye on particular things that you're strong and passionate about and they feel the same way. A friend is someone that you're not like sexually involved with or usually have family relations. It's not something that, you know, once sex is had, it's a whole different avenue. Um, but usually a friend is someone who is intimate, who understands who you are, understands um, what you stand for and supports you and yeah that's just really blowing me away this cluster of verses here in Job I pray that you have a friend who will travel to be with you when you have um, ad adversity or grief or something that you're going through that's so hard that you just need someone there who will tear their clothes, who will weep out loud with you, who will stay with you as many days and nights as you need them to stay with you. Life is hard these days. There's so much out there and so many trials and so much trauma and uncertainty. And now's not the time to be walking alone. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. So not only... Um, is that a good example with Job and his friends? But there are several other friendships mentioned in the Bible, like Jonathan and David. I was just reading in the book of Samuel about um, um, Jonathan and David and how Jonathan had put his life on the line <clears throat> because, you know, Saul had become jealous of David. And so the more jealous he had become of David, the more he wanted to kill him. And so here's David running for his life and his best friend, Jonathan, which was Saul's son. Um, he just told David, you go and hide over here. Um, I won't let them know where you are. <clears throat> and... I will go and talk to the king and 
smooth things over for you the best I can. So he went and he put his life on the line by talking to this very jealous king to try and talk him down. But he wouldn't be, he wouldn't have it. The jealousy was just too much. But it's cool that Jonathan would do that to protect his friend, David. And then there's the um, example of Elijah and Elisha in 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 2. Here's an example. And Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here. The Lord is sending me on to Bethel. But Elisha replied, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. That's loyalty. And we see God's loyalty and faithfulness to us because he's always reminding us that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. What a great friend when we have someone who will not leave us in our time of trouble or our time of need. We should be choosing our friends very carefully. Ones who um, have the same um, beliefs the same um, convictions. And um, it talks about in 2 Corinthians about being unequally yoked. And <clears throat> that's hard because there are a lot of good people out there. But we also see that in Proverbs it says bad company corrupts good morals. So you have to be careful who you hang out with because who you hang out with you know is going to rub off on you and there are many people out there who have said oh you know well my witness is going to you know change them but as as effective as you think you might be, you need to be around other Christians who will encourage you and help you through and help to build you up so that you are strong enough to be a good witness. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, Do not don't, do not, become partners with those who do not believe. For what partnership is there between righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? What agreement does Christ have with Belial? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? And what agreement does the temple of God have with idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will dwell and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. 
Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch any unclean thing, and I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you will be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Now, I read all the way to um, verse 18 on that, so that was Second Corinthians six, fourteen through 18. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. And that's where that comes in. Of being around those who are like-minded. Those who love Christ. Those who... um, I know it sounds like we're segregating. But the caption or the title of this section of Scripture says separation to God. We are to separate ourselves from the world. And that means that we um, come out of the world and leave behind. Um, you know, when you first get saved, and if your friends and acquaintances don't come along with you, you're going to lose them as friends because they're not going to want, number one, they're not going to want to hang with you. Because God dwells in you. And wherever you go, God goes. And so the conviction is always going to be felt. Whether you say something to them or not. God will provide new friends for you. So, in fact, God knows what we need. And we should be praying for friends that will come into our lives so that we could be a friend to them and they be a friend to us. You know, when you look back at, <clears throat> um, in Genesis, when God, I know this is more about marriage, but you think of the words God said that it's not good that man should be alone. And so we are not designed, based on that one scripture, to walk this alone. You know, and God created a woman for him to be a helpmate. But when you think about it, God just said, it is not good that man should be alone. then the Lord God said it is not good for the man to be alone and I will make a helper corresponding to him we're not designed to walk in this alone Based on scripture, we see that God shows us what a friend should look like. And we look at First Corinthians or First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians five eleven. Um, we see that a friend should be an encourager. Have the text 
tabs in my New Testament yet. There it is. 1 Thessalonians 5:11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up as you are already doing. So a friend should be an encourager. Someone encourages you <clears throat> along the way. These are good instructions for us as well to be a friend, to be an encourager. And we're back to 1 Corinthians. Um, 15, verse 33. Do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good morals. Yeah. Bad company corrupts good morals. One of the one of the churches we attended um, way back in the day, early two thousands, the preacher of the church was preaching a similar um, sermon, and then he just said that if he wanted to get to know us, he wouldn't just sit down with us. He would invite our friends because who you hang out with tells a lot more about who you are and what you believe. And it's so true when we hang out with people who are like-minded who, or, people, or we hang out with people who are, we are unequally yoked. Eventually that yoke will start to equalize when you hang out with people who don't believe the way you believe. So the next one is very important because we are not perfect and neither, you know, are our friends. Our friend needs to be someone who forgives. So in Colossians chapter 3, verse 13, I'm going to read verse 12 as well. Therefore, as God's chosen chosen ones, holy and dearly beloved, put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a grievance against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you are also to forgive. Thank you, Lord. That's so good. Great instruction from the Word. And let's look at Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. Um, um, chapter 4. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, 
Now in Ecclesiastes in four, I have two verses for two separate. The first one is works together with us, Ecclesiastes 4.9. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their efforts. Works well with us. And Ecclesiastes 4.10 helps when we fall. For if either falls, his companion can lift him up. But pity the one who falls without another to lift him up. So it's good to have friends who help you through, just like Job had his companions who walked him through his grief. In Job chapter 6, we see that a friend... Um, who is kind. Job chapter 6 verse 14. A despairing man should receive loyalty from his friends even if he abandons the fear of the Almighty. <coughs> should receive kindness or loyalty. A friend who is kind. Proverbs 17.9 explains that someone who walks in love is a friend who walks in love. Whoever conceals an offense promotes love, but whoever gossips about it separates friends. That definitely is something to um, <clears throat> to impact a relationship. I have had issues with people who have called themselves a friend for me and <clears throat> then I have found you know uh, gossip it always makes its way back to the person that has been spoke about and it has a way of making a full circle so it's not profitable for a person to speak badly of another person behind their back um, gossip is just um, idle words, and God warns us that we will be judged on our idle words. So to be um, <clears throat> to be careful what we say about our fellow sisters and brothers in Christ. We see that a friend is reliable, and um, that is in Proverbs 18, verse 24. Let's turn the page. One with many friends may be harmed, but there is a friend who stays closer than a brother. 
reliable. One who gives us good advice. Proverbs 27. Turn a couple pages. Proverbs is such a good book for instruction and wisdom and understanding. Proverbs 27, 9. Oil and incense bring joy to the heart, and the sweetness of a friend is better than self-control. One who gives um, us good advice. One who promotes unity. Psalms 133, verse 1. Psalms 133. How good and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony, in unity, one that provokes unity, and one who is devoted. We are back in the New Testament in Romans. The book of Romans. Chapter 12, verse 10. One who is devoted. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Outdo one another in showing honor. Thank you, Lord. But you know, <clears throat> God says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. So if you're in need of a friend, seek him first. Let him be the first thing you seek, and God will bring to you friends that you are that you know you need. All this is good for us to learn how to be a friend and how to discern a true friend coming. There isn't anyone perfect to fulfill our need because our first friend should be Jesus. Our first friend should be Jesus. Let's see what John Chapter 15, verse 12 and 13. This is my command. Love one another as you have lo- as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down his life for his friends. You, and Jesus continues, you are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants anymore. Because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. I have called you friends 
because I have made known to you everything I have heard from my Father. So when we're friends with Jesus, we know what the Father is doing because he is making known to us the things of the Father. Jesus fits the bill of being a friend. He completes us. So we don't have to expect others to fill that gap. God will bring companions who will fulfill the need of a friend. Who will be like-minded, who will walk with you in adversity and in joyous times. Once we rely on God to fill that need for companionship, we will see a difference in our relationships on earth, our marriage, our family, our friends, our co-workers, anyone we encounter. Jesus makes us see things differently as we see him as a friend and rely on him as our first and only friend. But God recognizes that man should not be alone. And even though God has said that he will never leave us nor forsake us, he also knows that we need that companionship, that person who will be loyal, that person who will walk, a, walk with us through adversity and walk with us you know, through the happy times. I think of the friends that couldn't get their buddy to Jesus and get close enough to him um, so that he could receive a healing. And what they did was they went on the roof and they dug a hole. That's what the scripture says, that they dug a hole in the roof and lowered him down into you know, in front of. They had passion and understanding of the desire of their friend. Their friend desired to be healed. And they took on that passion and that um, they carried his burden with him. Literally carrying him and bringing him to Jesus. And that's what a friend should do. Ooh, that's so good. A friend should carry us to Jesus for the healing that we need, whether it be physical, whether it be emotional, whether it be psychological, whether, you know, whatever the healing is that we need, we need to surround ourselves with friends who recognize and want to carry us to Jesus for that healing, that they'll do anything to help us get to him including digging a hole in a roof to lower you into the arms of Jesus. Mark chapter 2, verse 4. Since they were not able to bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him, and after digging through it, they dug through it. They lowered the mat on which the paralytic was lying. Seeing their faith, Jesus told the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. When your friends are willing to carry you through, to bring you to Jesus, then you found a good friend.
And let us be that kind of friend to those, to love them enough to bring them to Jesus for their healing. That's so good. That's so good. I need to ponder that for a second. Hold on to those friends, those people that point to Jesus and say, hey, you need to look to Jesus for this. We're going to be with you through it. We're going to help you get there. We'll carry you if we have to. Hold on to those friends. And if you don't have those friends, pray and ask God. He said, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open unto you. When you come to him believing and asking for those kind of friends, he's going to honor you with those kind of friends. Ones who are like-minded, ones who are compassionate, ones who love and walk in love. Ones who feel your, <clears throat> your mission or your... Um, your desires First Peter 4 8 through 10 above all maintain constant love for one another since love covers a multitude of sins be hospitable to one another without complaining just as each one has received a gift use it to serve others as god as good stewards of the varied grace of god being good stewards <clears throat> and the final verse and I'm going to pray with you a prayer that I found for friends. That if you're in need of friends, we will ask together to have those friends. Oil and incense. I'm in Proverbs 27 verse 9. Oil and incense bring joy to the heart, and the sweetness of a friend is better than self-counsel. And the sweetness of a friend is better than self-counsel. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving me such a vibrant community of friends to do life with. I praise you for the people you have blessed me with the ones who have come alongside me to love, encourage, support, and uplift me through the twists and turns of life. I'm so grateful that I do not have to go through life alone, but that you have shown me examples of your love through my dear friends. I pray that you would be present in my friendships, that you would be drawing us together in deeper community with one another toward greater unity with you. I pray that you would help heal any places of brokenness or discord in my friendships 
and that you would restore any friendships that have fallen apart. Like your word says in Colossians 3, 12 through 13, may I clothe myself in compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. May I be patient with my friends and may I forgive freely like you have forgiven me. May I shine your light in my friendships, giving glory to you through all that I do, say, and think. Thank you for my friends, Jesus. Thank you for the ways they build me up and remind me of your goodness and faithfulness. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you for joining today, and I pray that as you go out, go throughout the day that you will ponder and the people in your life that you have good friends who will lower you through a roof to bring you to Jesus. God bless you until Wednesday. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Pioneering Fearless Warriors Network. I pray the Lord keep you and the Lord guide you. Make his face shine upon you as he goes before you, as he surrounds you, as he provides for you, as he is faithful. We thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We bless the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.